0: I've got the looks that drives go wild. I've got the that really move. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to the Rewriters Room. This is episode two. Um, we're here. It's been a very, very exciting weekend for wrestling fans. Uh, again, I'm Armand, journalist, podcaster, um, leader of the Otis Hive. Um, I was I was looking for the Otis watch this past weekend. It hasn't happened, but that just means that Otis is going to cash in when when the time is appropriate. I'm, I'm waiting for that, Fellas, how, how you doing? Coolin, cooling. coolin. Cooling. This is a uh, CC, by the way,
1: aka Big CC. I'm gonna come over with new KS every week. That's how we do this. Um, Tech music guy here again. If this is your first time listening, um, I know a lot of stuff yet know nothing at the same time. That's what happens when you're philosophy major, uh-huh. really, really in love with wrestling. And on that Otis tip, bro, you gotta like talk to your man to talk to his <laughs> girl
2: because what <laughs> the hell that worm. was that worm? Oh my <laughs> god, god. <laughs> it's like I thought it might have been because and how do I say this in a completely way, like the dimensions of the chest that she's bought recently i don't know if that like allows for worm like i thought it might it, it seemed like she kept getting like caught on something it was like she couldn't
0: right.
2: roll through it it's like oh maybe it's just like when you have yeah i don't know enhancements in certain areas in certain <laughs> i don't
1: know i never i'm not bro dancer. bro when sunset i seen her TikTok. i'm not surprised i died <laughs> 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 i lost it <laughs> I was like, I had to replay it because I had, you know what happened? I was actually like, I was watching the whole match because I, uh, I was really interested to see that. I love like the way she came up with the look and everything. Like I was like, okay, like I love, I love what's being said here. What's being said is like, I'm completely aware of how I'm looked at or whatever. And I want to be taken seriously or whatever. And it, I felt, it didn't feel cheesy or whatever. So I was on her side up until she did that damn work. Yeah, it's like, you I'm won match. Bruh, and I'm but looking she at her. Practices, and, and she didn't. That's the thing. If you look at her, you can tell she doesn't get it. Like he like the first time she does it, she's like, "Oh wait, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing this right." And Odin <laughs> is doing nothing to help. He's just cheering her on. And I'm like, someone has to stop this.
2: i does it like four more times. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Channing, uh, how you feeling,
2: bro? Uh, feeling good. Uh, I like to think of this phase as my NXT pre-ripped return. I uh, think we see this a lot with guys in NXT and even SmackDown Raw where like they come off TV for a while and then they get super jacked up. Like Champa, how he like looks like a totally different person or like when Dean Ambrose came back real early. Um, so I'm trying to use quarantine as that stage of my life. I so, like make a big return, pop the crowd. Uh, I might have a heel turn here soon. I know I've had one in my personal life recently. Um, very big, Razor Ramon, I'm the bad guy energy. Uh, so that's what I'm kind of going for here. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm still trying to work with the bookers and see what
0: amazing well these are your favorite rewriters uh we are a part of the a show network on rnc radio live Y'all can tap into the a show hosted by j5 and meals the war report will be back this friday with cyrus and some guests um so definitely look forward to that as well but fellow before we get into our main topic for the day we do have some ppvs pay-per-views to recap um, I know I was tapped into both. I was watching TakeOver while I was watching basketball. I was watching SummerSlam. I think there was some basketball on while SummerSlam was going, but I was really just locked in on SummerSlam. And we also debuted WWE Thunderdome this past weekend. So a big weekend for the Federation. Uh, the match I'm going to get into for TakeOver was Finn Thatcher. I thought it was a good match. I've been very intrigued by Thatcher um, throughout his NXT tenure. You know, su- submission guy, really tough. Finn... Coming back to NXT was big. He's had some good matches. Um, but we're, we're kind of, I've been trying to figure out, you know, what their plan is with Finn because they haven't put the NXT title on him. Um, there are talks of a draft coming up in the fall. And with Finn not really doing too much in his NXT run, aside from beating a couple people, he beat, uh, I'm trying to think who he beat. He faced, He, he, he I'm pretty sure he faced Riddle. He faced. Uh, he beat Gargano, didn't he? or yeah. dream dream i think it was somebody i know he lost him to dream beat at the dream got into the um, north american title match he lost to Dream. right but yeah like and that's the thing thinking of finn's run you can't really think of any big moments that have happened so it's been kind of interesting so i was confused at him beating thatcher because i thought him losing to thatcher would be a pretty natural transition into this rumored draft that's happening um but he beat thatcher and it was, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Finn always puts on a good show. That's just fun. Um, but I'm really interested to see what we plan to do with Finn with this talk of the draft coming up. Um, like a lot of us were saying that the wrong guy won that match. Wow. What, what was the match that stuck out to you guys and take over? You know what
1: I got a quick note on that match? You know what you just made me think of just like thinking about Finn's future and the fact that he like won that match and he had he has like nothing going on. I think that's going to be it would be really cool if that somebody from his past would that would be their angle to come to him. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, their angle would be, like, you ran to NXT. You know, all this stuff is going up here on the main roster. You made it seem like you were coming here and showing them that this is really yours, but you're really just beating up on the little guys or whatever. Like, and, like, that win is, like, part of that or whatever. That would be dope if that's what brought him back up. That would be
2: some crazy stuff. Um, some other match. Samoa yeah. Joe. Samoa Joe yes. to come back for that smoke. Like, hey, yes. bro, I'm on Raw. I, I ain't even wrestling. I'm on Raw. I wrong. just descended. Just talk you yes. just talking. Are you scared? Yes. Get that little demon out of here, bro. Fight me man-to-man. Oh, you man. don't want me in these baggy swim shorts, bro. You don't want me with the red and black. Woo. You don't want to see me, Finn. Bro, yeah, if Samoa Joe
1: pop up and tell Finn Balor it's no longer demon time, I swear to God. Yeah, demon time is over. I will
0: buy. joda said Joe to say it. They'll get Moro to say. It. You know, Moro likes his hip hop rap. Oh yeah. So. Oh my Perfect. gosh. Yes. Mama, he Mia. would say it.
2: <laughs> what did he say? What's I? It was like. It was such a wild Drake reference. It was like.
0: It was sicko mode.
2: Yeah, it's like they, we're officially in sicko mode. <laughs> weird, like I can see him definitely pulling out like a, you know. Sasha won't tap because she's got that whap Like, what? <laughs> like, son, who? <laughs> like, he would be pulling out the duffel when he, uh, during a takeover, he comes out his Duffy with these references. He like, really does. He goes like, crazy, Maro, bro. I'll who tomorrow, fucking rap caviar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was he hanging out in the back? Oh my gosh, bro. That's that. What was the uh, takeover match that, that stuck out to y'all? so i so
1: you so this is like all right so this is one of those things where it's like i, I like to i think it's better to be honest than like try to say the right thing or whatever blah 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 because being honest is like the right thing and it like is progressing for whatever because you're you're being totally honest and talk about what is i even to this day being raised like i'm born in 91 so being raised on wrestling from what I'm, I'm wrestling uh uh, origins for me like vince mcmahon poised my mind early so like i still have to like make sure i'm like saying like when i'm watching the women's wrestling i'm not watching it as like quote unquote women's wrestling i'm just watching yeah. wrestling when i was watching the eo knox match the from the promo all the way up there was a point like halfway through i was like oh shit i wasn't even thinking of this as a women's match like it just hit me and i was like it was at that moment that i was just like these two and then a lot of these other women they're that work that they're doing is so good. It's so complete. Everything that they do, because they have to do more than the men, especially with their costumes. Like, you think about little things like that. All the little things that they have to do more than the guys have to do, and at the same time, putting on great, uh, great matches. So, I just love that match overall. Just literally just watching the pace of it, the storytelling of it just like over time, and just how like EO just hitting, and just, I'm sorry, I can watch EO flip for like 30 minutes on a loop. So, <laughs> like that's cool with me. Um, so, I I just love everything about that match and I just love what it meant. Uh it was just like another just like you know, pinning it for like women's wrestling, just like yes, like you should be paying attention to this. Yes, it's just wrestling, just the same as the guys. I shouldn't even stop saying the women's wrestling. Um another one that I like jumping over is SummerSlam, Dominic and Seth. I really, really, really like that match. There were so I feel like Seth one of the things that's underrated about Seth is how much of a student of wrestling he is when he's into something. That kid is a student of it. I'm saying kid like he's younger than me. I don't know why. This is just old man syndrome. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but he's like he studies certain things. Like the call, like there were like the Eddie callbacks with just playing around with Dominic in front of Ray. You know, just like just the you know bringing up the co- the constant like storyline that is Ray having to deal with his family, like poking at the little things psychologically, like him and his family and his mom. It's just like man, like, that on top of the fact that everyone was just doing a great job at both acting and wrestling at the same time. I was like, yo! yeah, Like, it's crazy. Like, it's certain points where, like, you seeing what's happening to Dominic, and you looking at Ray, like, yo, are you really tight about this? And he's <laughs> kind of giving that vibe, like, he really might, like, it really might not just be wrestling. So... I just like, I, like for me, I just love like a completeness of like the wrestling match where work is good and the storytelling and acting of it is good. So that match to me, I just loved it. It was just classic. Just man, I just, yeah. I just when, liked that one.
2: when Mama Mysterio came on that ramp, bro, I, I got scared.
1: Seth
0: turned and looked hey, at me,
2: dog. I said, "Hey, dog, <laughs> hey, dog." You're right. I know it's no fans, but like, come on, dog. Like you can't. That's when you feel like. You ass. got to like reach for the two. <laughs> like hold what, on, relax.
0: That's not what what you doing. Like Seth completely. was doing yeah to her i was like oh my god no no they're not no no they're not Not mama like (laughs) like, dominic can get it ray can get handcuffed not the mama like don't don't do that but yeah i I agree i I was gonna wait to get into summer slam but yeah no that was that was definitely a great match we got two really great debuts from rest from people who aren't wwe talent Um, the brand and then Pat McAfee or the Um, brand and that that wasn't the match that I was that I was planning to talk about but we could get into that real briefly like you know when Cole went on his show everyone was like oh is that a work is that real blah blah whatever it was they found a great way to work that into NXT booking and Pat McAfee you can tell this nigga watches wrestling loves Bruh. wrestling and yep. wants to do something with wrestling at some point. That flip off off the turnbuckle and then was he, to it. Like, he was doing things that like he was doing things that some of our talent we might wish to see one do. Like some of that stuff Bruh. is cleaner than some of the talent was has done it. So it's like I right, am that- you got it bro. And you know what's crazy? We were talking about it in one of my wrestling chats, my other wrestling chats like people really sleep on punters in the nfl like oh you're just a punter you're not athletic well people also sleep on professional athletes in general because we see them on tv all the time like is it really that shocking for an nfl player to come into wrestling and do what he's doing with all these wrestlers like this nigga does it for real all year to come do it for fake for one weekend that's light like it's light work especially when you love the brand that you understand the storytelling kayfabe all like McAfee's promos were good. Like his his promos fire were NXT. He, he he felt like he belonged. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was dope. I didn't plan to talk about that, but I had to give McAfee mm-hmm. flowers. Like you could come back, bro. You could come to Survivor Series. <laughs> be on the NXT team.
2: Yeah, no.
1: I, I can't remember the last time I really wanted to somebody to be on red like I, I, I can't remember the Leah. The, like, the last time, like, I saw someone and that was my first time seeing them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to see them again. I want to see yeah. them again. Like, I, everything that I saw, like, because at first, like, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. So, I, like, when I found out, like, the match was actually going to happen, I was just like, all right, you know, they're going to. You know, I wasn't really paying attention to any of the clips or anything that came out. I just knew generally what it was about. And then I watched the promo and I was like, I was like, hold on. Just nigga Pat, like, knows. Like, he just intuitively knows some of this talk. Like, he knows what to do. And then, like, they get to, like, the match. He comes out. Even his entrance, I'm like, hold on a second. He gets in. He's talking beforehand. I'm like, oh, okay, this is that point where, like, he talks too much, and then you see he's not that good. Then I'm watching him work, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and like, about, like two minutes in i'm like yo wait a second <laughs> like yo, he's wilding like he everything he was doing it was fundamentally good and he yep. was talking while he was doing it and then one of the commentators made the remark that him and corbin were like roommates at one point and i was like yeah. oh he loves wrestling it's not yeah. just a fan oh wait i forgot he plays football it's like he was a punter but like no he's an athlete and i'm thinking like like when you're an athlete, that can translate easily to a lot of different things. Oh, and things like basketball and football are two sports where if you're in peak physical condition for that, <laughs> you can, like, what can't you do? <laughs> so, like, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, wait, so if he loves it, he knows the storytelling, like he actually did the work, blah, blah, like I clearly did it. And then when he went to the Swanton dive, landed on everybody, that was sat it. up and said, woo. I was like, oh, I'm in here. <laughs> I was
2: i oh, in here, oh, he's where it. I wanna see it. I don't care. This is the I need this now. <laughs> yeah, right. it's like nine times out of ten people, even, like, experienced wrestlers would do, like, just, like, a body press off the top where it's like, okay, like, you could but when well, he fully committed to, like, no, I'm swantoning like, I'm head first rotating, yeah. so he's about this action, like, he's committed to this, like, oh,
1: he's the not. Taking the bumps, like, yeah. he was, like, he wasn't shy about that, I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, he even, like, he even got into, like, I could tell he likes wrestling, like, I could tell, he was like, alright, you know, like, he got to that point where he was like, even that a he was like, I want you to work, you know, work the leg, like, and he was selling that, like, I was like, oh Holy crap! And then he was selling the part where it was just like, you know, he couldn't really be totally cock anymore, and he was just like, "I hate you." And he <laughs> yeah. just had to, like, he's just the character breakdown. Like, oh my gosh, how is he getting all of this so- off the rip, bro? First match, what?
0: <laughs> Yo, Chan, a real little- quick, you, your thoughts on on a takeover match before we get into SummerSlam?
2: Um, so my thoughts is more of a lack of a match, so it'll be really quick. It's For me, my favorite part of NXT used to be the tag division. Like, especially its height with like AOP, Sanity, DIY. Like, I really just bang with their tag division is so heavy. Like, and then on to later, like Street Profits, Undisputed, or what have you. And just like obviously I I assume it's COVID related because like, you know, Imperium is like foreign and whatnot. That's why they're not on TV as much. Um, and I think they just lost today. So I guess while we're recording this, this will be stupid because I think they just lost for Zongo. Um, but I just really wished I hope like like, Brizongo holds the title for a while till they kind of build up that division again. Cause I think they have, they always do such a good job with their tag teams. I want to see more of that. Even if it's just like green, maybe some old like Lucha house party down or something like that. Like, I just think they should really take this time to like, okay, like a lot of our tag stars have either gone to the main roster, broken up, done whatever. We need to kind of really rebuild this division. Cause right now it's like Brizongo, Imperium, kind of undisputed era and like, that's it, really. And so, I think we need to build that back up. So that's really my big thoughts on NXT is that, like, it was a good show. Um, teaser for later. My son, Adam Cole, really did his thing. He'll be important to my later thoughts on Shawn Michaels. Hey. But um, I really just wish we had more tag heat.
0: That's what I'm wishing. Uh, SummerSlam. CC got into his thoughts on Dominic and uh, Seth Rollins. I'm going to get into Oscar, Bailey Sasha. Coming in, I was really intrigued at them choosing to have As- Asuka do both matches. I didn't think she would take both. Um, just looking at how it was going, like Sasha was beating her and she was beating Bailey, but I didn't think they wanted to move Asuka to SmackDown. So I expected Bailey to win and then Sasha to lose. And that's exactly what happened. But if you look at the little nuances in the matches, like in Bailey's match, Sasha comes at the end, tries to beat up Asuka to kind of, you know, weaken her for her match. And then during Sasha's match, Sasha's going to Bailey like, yo, help me, blah, blah, blah. And Bailey's like not really fully committing to it. And then Sasha ends up losing. And then we get the rematch on Monday on Raw and Sasha loses again. So I think that they're really building the, I think they're trying to do a slow burn similar to what they did with Triple H and Batista. Like they didn't break them up immediately. It was a really slow burn up until Batista was like, nah, you're a dub. And if you look at it, like Sasha on Friday during the, the beat the clock challenges, Sasha like cheered when Bailey lost her match. It was like, oh, I get to go last. And Sasha posted a picture on Instagram of her holding both tag team titles and, and the Smackdown, SmackDown women's title. Not the Raw women's have the SmackDown women's title talking about I'm beautiful like that's Bailey's belt, bro like that's that's real crazy of her to do so I think that they're really putting a lot of good little nuggets for us to hold on to and and like it's like all right we're expecting them to break up eventually but how are they going to build to it and do it the right way And I think SummerSlam they really planted some really good seeds or what they can do with that storyline later
1: they are Um, such good storytellers man Yeah, like that's what I found out from this last run like when I when I first of all Bailey is my favorite heel right now there's no one better like because it's just she's just on that like eight year old like nine year old like you know just mean girl in the park vibe right now where it's just not even she's not even it doesn't need to be making sense it's just like "Ah you know it's just like that but she is selling the like oh my gosh she's just she's selling it so crazy but like there's storytelling for, like, them to include everything from past years and, like, to everything that they're doing now and stay consistent with it. Like, their story, like, for whatever where they're done, like, when you go back and look at it from start to finish and how they told it and all, like, how, how, how much depth they gave it,
0: yeah. it's crazy.
1: It's going to be – it's probably going to be, like, one of the most classic stories in the WWE. I'm going to say that. I think it's going to be,
0: like, those Just, two. Stories. Bro, you got to think about it. Like, they haven't done – they've never done a two-woman power trip. Like – the two been yeah. with the main <laughs> titles. They never had women's tag titles. So this, these are two women holding all the women's titles. Like regardless of the context, like people know the storyline now. They know what they're building to. But 20 years later, when you look back, you'd be like, "Yo, Sasha and Bailey had the women's titles, and then the women's tag team titles too." Regardless of what you say, they were absolutely at the top. You can't take that away from them. Yeah, like, they were the insane. whole thing, bro. And, and it. Dang.
1: And it's like, and I get like, um, there were some criticisms, like, you know, talking about where the, the women's division is right now um, and them holding the titles like that or whatever. But for me, like, I, for one thing I know about wrestling is that it's just never going to be perfect for everyone on the roster. There's never going to be a time where everybody's perfect or whatever. So I just try to enjoy what is there. And just seeing them like this, it's just dope. Like, it just is. It just is. So, and I think, to be, and the, it's the cruel side of me that thinks the fact that, like, if anybody else can have titles or whatever because they have the titles, you know, and like some women aren't getting the shine, that just adds to how, you know, like how evil, you know, it's supposed to be, which just makes it to me more fun, like, and more funny. Like, to me, that's just funnier. Like, it's like they're really hogging it. Like, they're really trying to rub it in your face. At every moment, they're just showing up on random places, letting you know that, hey, by the way, we have everything. Like in case you don't remember,
0: yeah. You can what's your what's your SummerSlam match take? Uh,
2: speaking of perfection, uh, I'd like to spend a little bit of time, not too much, talk about the hurt business, which is, I think the crystallized version, like when you look up like faction, that is what I want. I want one person who just talks a lot of stuff. MVP. I think he. I mean. I support as a fellow ball person. I have to support everything Apollo Crews does. It's just in the contract. <laughs> but I would like him to lose that belt to MVP because I think MVP is like outside of Sasha Banks and Bailey, he's like the biggest thing, like that they that Raw's got going on right now.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And so I would, besides that, and like Randy Orton, like almost killing someone every week, it's MVP. <laughs> um and so i really i really like want him to drop the belt because i really want her business to like start interacting with other factions like i think it's cool the random three people but i think her business being able to finally get that belt off apollo because i think apollo is now moving into the point where like you could see him in the money in the bank match and like see him on a little bit more singles runs um but i think the her business with a belt, you know dealing with whether it's you know seth and them or it could be um so even someone from NXT, like Undisputed Era, Imperium. Like, I just think there's a lot, especially with this underground, where they have, like, the hurt resistance. Also, like, not even really just, like, a wrestling faction. They do, like, just, like, real fighting. Like, I think that is a cool angle where you could have just, like, whole pay-per-view matches built around, like, yeah. I'm going down to, you know – Raw Underground, try to get the U.S. title off MVP, and I have to fight through these different levels. Like, you could be on some Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Like, Ooh, you can really video boy, game you, it. You book it, book it, boy. But, like, <laughs> MVP is, like, the final boss, and you got to get through these different levels. You could do it, like, 8 Mile, like, you know, tell people something they don't know about me. Like, it can really get crazy, however like, you really yeah. want to do it. But I really that's, just that's – I cool. love her Business. I just see the stars for them. Like, even Shelton Benjamin, who, like, if you told me even, like, a year from like this time last year that you're like you're really going to be invested in like what Sheldon Benjamin is doing on a weekly basis like (laughs) 2003 is this team angle like why do I care what Sheldon Benjamin's doing it's Charlie Haas with him (laughs) but no it's because MVP is that good he's made me care about Sheldon Benjamin
0: no he's fighting
2: in dress pants he's fighting in loafers yeah but I'm interested I'm into it
0: the, the WWE has, has always been really good with trios. And I think this is another one of their really good trios. We can get, you know, Lashley's feuding with Cruz to come up. So that's the U.S. titles on him. What if MVP and Shelton say, yo, let's go get the tag titles off Street Profits? That's a fun feud. Street Profits. That's, profit a,
2: that's such a, a black mid card overall. That's such oh, a
0: black that, mid card. <laughs> that's bars. That's bars that's going so at one another. Crazy. That, that's just nothing but rap bars going at like that. that Turn
1: that was, shit up. Yeah, that's so crazy.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think with the way Drew and Randy ended, how good that was. We didn't see a Claymore or an RKL. We know that that's going to happen again. Keith yeah, Lee pulling sure. up on Raw. Roman yes. coming back. Like WWE is in a really, really good spot. But Rewriter's Room, we're here to look back and change things. Um, now, so CeCe mentioned how in his first episode that he's done a lot of Swanton bombs and his back is still hurt. <laughs> I think this is a really good transition into who we are going to talk about today. We have uh, arguably one of the greatest performers of all time. He is—he calls himself Mr. WrestleMania, the icon, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. So he's been around for several different eras. Um, I was introduced to him when I first started wrestling. So this will be an interesting episode for you guys, again, being the older wrestling fans who are around for a bit more. Um, but we're going to talk about what would have occurred during the Attitude Era and the early Ruthless Aggression Era if the hurt back kid's back wasn't as hurt. So I'm going to pass it over to CC, who is curating this this discussion, man. <laughs> that was amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, the the
1: potentially healthy back kid. So my guy who training in New mexico got the name Shawn michaels came up wrestling one of the youngest wrestlers out here killing it impressing people from the beginning nwa goes on marty genetti we all know that how that goes next thing you know he turns into you know the the heartbreak kid um wish it was the healthy back kid but this guy um he he went on to do a lot man like he he i remember him being like um so i was like always as a kid i was just the like, background of me i was always like a skinny smallest kid around or whatever like you could put me in any group of black kids and i'm immediately the youngest brother i just that's just how i looked all the time so like i just like the little guy was like i needed you know i needed heroes like that when i was younger so i'm um, like seeing sean just like walk around and a lot like me like where you're Your personality and your ego and your brain is so much bigger than everyone that it feels like that almost physically, even though you're small and everybody like seeing that as a kid was really, really cool. And I saw most of that around the time where he like first formed DX uh, with Rick Rude and uh, Triple and China and... Like, I saw that a lot, and then, like, going in further, like, unfortunately, like, I only got to see, like, maybe, like, a year of that, but, like, I knew about the past matches, and, like, my cousins had stuff on VHS, so I had seen stuff, um, like, the stuff with Razor Ramon, like, that was out of, that was, I can't remember whose favorite that was, I think it was, like, but it was amazing, bro, Um, but, like, just seeing all of that was, like, really amazing, and just, like, him coming up to a point where, you know, just working like he normally works he can't really do anything anymore. It's kind of sucks. So I was just kind of thinking, like, what it would be like if he doesn't do that. So, like, he forms, let's take it from when he forms, like, DM, DX. Um, I think this is, like, late 97, I want to say. No, not 97. might have been a little earlier than that. Um, but he forms DX, Rick Rue, China, Triple H. And they're going around, and they have hilarious sketches. Like, I have this on, my uncle has this on VHS, and we used to watch this incessantly bro. Like it was crazy. Like they are doing the funniest things in the ring. And then they're also winning matches, whether it's the right way or the wrong way, but it's just entertaining every time. And he just has this like larger in life personality. He's putting on great matches too. That's the other thing about Shawn Michaels is that as much as his personality was a huge part of him, like his in-ring work was really, really, really good. Like that's a big part of like why these matches like mattered so much Is because you get to see him go into battle after talking so much or whatever. And he has to accept, he has to prove it. And like the way he wrestles reflects that, you know, that he was talking it at first and he's like, Oh, okay. I'm kind of here now. And then like, you can see, he's like, Oh, Okay. The guy's actually in front of me, but, but at the same time, you see his expertise come out at times. So he was, he was just a great worker. And, uh, I think it was Royal rumble, uh, 98. He has the casket match with taker, um, takes a backdrop, hits the casket. two herniated discs, one shattered, one completely gone. Uh, he has to go away for a little bit. He doesn't come back but until to lose to Stone Cold at WrestleMania, which Vince did a great do- job of setting that up because I had no idea he was about to quote unquote retire. Um, so that happens and immediately after Triple H says, you know, Sean couldn't cut it. And I, I'm going back, and it's funny because I'm rewatching raw. So, um, like right now as we speak, so I had watched that that episode maybe like six months ago, and I remember thinking like, I was like, "Well, that's not good enough in an explanation. Like, what? <laughs> Hold on, you just started a whole new like you just got new friends because he lost once, bro. Like,
2: and he it's obviously pre internet, bro, pre Twitter. <laughs> there was no there was no backdrop. It was like I just it. that is the law now. That's what happened. Right? <laughs> I'm like, it's Mike Tyson. Like,
1: what do you want? <laughs> like, but um. But yeah, like so, so Triple H goes owns the form DMX, uh, DX and DMX. <laughs> That's just the subconscious coming up. <laughs> um, <laughs> first fire, favorite rapper, wanted, right? right? Oh my gosh! Wow. All right, <laughs> I'm about to go book some crazy <laughs> stuff after this. No, but like forms the uh, reforms DX in a word, and then you know the rest is history. But you know maybe what happens if you know Shawn doesn't break his back because you got to remember at that time, this is uh this is when rock is like really coming up he's starting to get i think um around this time i think it might have been a month after a month or two after i can't remember how many what how many episodes after it was uh, wrestlemania but like rock does the you know eyebrow thing for like the first time like he's developing that character that would go on to be iconic stone cold's already stone cold Undertaker's you know he's I mean all these Mick Foley like these people are already who they are so they're going to be fine but there's some people that are about to come up somebody who just debuted around the same time that Ed, uh, that, um, that Shawn Michaels is leaving is Edge edge gets here like we see him for the first time like we're starting to see people like that who are the people who come around in the the late 98s the 99s 2000s 2001s who end up here for a long time like i mean we just saw randy like randy got there you know in the you know, early 2000, uh early 2000s 2000, early 2001 so we're starting to see these people come in that early the early people of the rules of discretion they're starting to get here i'm wondering with sean's big personality like does he have problems with any of these new people? Do you do you guys see that as being a problem? Because that was the thing with Bret Hart, but it wasn't just Bret Hart that he had problems with. You've read any <laughs> reports. There were other people who weren't really fans of Smoke. that guy. So, Talk about problems. <laughs> yeah, so I was wondering, like, so I'll, I'll go first. Like, one person I know he would have problems with coming in from Jump because he wasn't there at the time. Like, imagine Chris Jericho coming in. And Sean is still riding high, like he has no back problems. He's doing whatever, you know. Let's just assume everything is going well. Imagine what that's like, <laughs> like Chris Jericho. Raw is Jericho, and the <laughs> not happening. It's <laughs> not, not happening, happening, bro. It's not happening. Is there any anybody else that you guys think that he might have had like backstage problems with that might have affected on you know in front on stage because he was known to to politic and people's careers would sometimes get stifled or kind of derailed. So.
2: I think, and I I want to preface this up top. Um, and this is not a popular opinion, so you know I'm ready to be dragged for it. Especially babyface Shawn Michaels just never did it for me. Like, I just I get like the matches where he's like just covered in blood and just giving it every ounce and he does the pin where he just falls back. But it's just sometimes it's like bro, this is this gimmick is so 92. Like the sexy boy shit, like dog, you 50 something now. Like, get a new theme, bro. Like it just feels kind of like You're not a boy. You're a grown-ass man, dog. Like, chase this. It's like, I love John Cena's music, but sometimes how I feel about, like, John Cena, you don't rap no more. Like, I love this interest, but, like, this isn't who you are anymore. Sometimes I feel that way about Shawn Michaels. But, like, to your actual point, I think the biggest issue Shawn Michaels would have had is with society, not an actual wrestler. (laughs) I think... (laughs) <laughs> I think Shawn Michaels as a character would not have aged well. Like, cause you saw even mm. Triple H when he does DX stuff, it's way tuned down now. And I don't think Sean would have done that. I think Sean would have stayed at like a 10. I'm like drawing like penises on WCW cameramen. And like once the internet comes around, <laughs> that's get, he's getting they're getting Sean up out of here. And I think that's what it would have got Sean. Is I don't even think it would have been an individual wrestler. I think it would have been. Well, because his gimmick is so great, it really has not evolved past, like, I'm a good guy or I'm a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I think what would have happened is that, like, the the company around him would have changed. And so he would have been almost relegated, kind of like you saw Ric Flair at the end of his career, where it's like, Mm -hmm. all I'm doing is, like, talking and doing, like, historical matches. There's really no, like, new feud I'm having. Like, Ric Flair is not feuding with, like... I don't know, like Edge or, you know, Jeff Hardy or something. It's, like, kind of like I'm an ancillary piece to something else. And I think that's what would have happened to Shawn Michaels. Even, like, you saw with that match where he was in Saudi Arabia, almost killed himself. It's like, Shawn, what are you doing? Like, you said, I don't, dog. Like, you, can't do, you can't do something moonsaults no more, bro. Look, like, that's over. Even, like, Brock Lesnar don't do that no more. Like, you, you're done. And I think that's what would have happened is that he would have been trying to run that back and then the company would have been like, yeah, dog, like, Sweet champ music is cool, but we don't really, like, talk like that about women's wrestlers anymore. Like, that's just not what we do now. Like, it's kind of over. Like, it's like when your friends, like, when you guys, yeah, y'all used to kick in in high school, and, like, they, you come back from college, and they still, like, want to do high school stuff. It's like, Triple mm. H, like, bro, I, I kind of run an NXT now. Like, I don't really do that anymore. Like." I kind of got like a wife and stuff, and like now you know, I H- now, H- now I need to see a buddy
1: comedy movie where like Triple H is like the 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 dad or whatever, and like yeah. HBK just lived on the road for thirty years, and yeah. they got split apart, and then they come together again. I need to see that. It's like WWE. bad boys, like
2: like, like Triple H is Martin yeah. Lawrence and HBK is Mike Lowry. It's like Mike, like oh. I'm not doing that no more. I got kids, Mike. And I think that's what happened to to Sean I like Mike. that. Yeah,
0: what it's, you hard. Are, it's hard for me to speak too much because, again, like everything I'm watching is me looking back. Like, um, But I always did have – I was never fully invested in Shawn Michaels, the baby face. The heel was believable. The tweener mm-hmm. was believable. Like I think back to his feud with Jericho in like 2008, which is later than what we're talking about. But like mm-hmm. Jericho was washing him, like messed his eye up, and he tried the baby face thing, but I wasn't really too invested in it. Like it's – it's Sean is Sean's dope he's an incredible performer but I think the character work at that point would have needed some some type of evolution like uh, and so Edge I think Edge would have been cool coming in um I'm still kind of getting familiar with with that time period um I think Sean and Jericho again looking at their work in in 2008 like in Jericho earlier on was just this this, this figure, this, he just like coming in and winning the undisputed title, like Jericho is just different. So I think Jericho and Sean would have been real, real fun back then. And, you know, maybe if they could have figured something out with Jericho and Eddie when like, when uh, a bit later on, like if they were on the same shows, I think that would have been cool. But yeah, I don't know. I've always had really interesting feelings about, um, I'm, I'm sorry, not Jericho, Michaels, Sean Michaels. Um, but um yeah, I've just had really interesting feelings about Shawn Michaels as a, as a babyface slash heel. I think he's more compelling as a heel. I think DX fit his character perfectly, and then him by himself doing solo heel work was really good. But, yeah, it would have been, it would have been interesting how they, how they decided to do that
1: that's that's a that's some good points that you guys are making, and Shannon, you made a really good point, which brings me to my next question about like how the internet would have done Sean in because one of my my questions was, um, what I noticed is like, I know a lot of the reason why, like, Sean wrestled when he came back, well, I think it was, like, 2002, and, like, he kept wrestling or whatever, and then he stopped, and then, you know, he popped in here and there or whatever. But, like, I know, one of the, I know one of the main drivers for that was because he had to retire. Now, I think about a person who doesn't have to retire. Does he leave earlier? And, like, what makes him leave? Like, that's my question. Like, for me, I started to ask that question because I'm like, when Sean came back, you know, a lot of his motivation for wrestling was – for a different thing like he was living a whole different life now like you know man found god like he's completely different like like bro like he went from you know getting whooped by people in bars you know whatever to you know you know he had the, the church every sunday so like i'm thinking about like if what if that person who you know didn't get his back broken or whatever and uh you know, not necessarily broken, but his back isn't injured to the point where he needs to retire and he can just keep going. Like, what does that person grow into? Like, and I think, Shannon, you made a good point where you're saying like the internet might take him out. I think that's a really, really good point because if you look at the the way that WWE was moving like around, the, and this is funny, and this is probably contributed to why I might've watch, stopped watching it because I, I might've picked up on this. It's like that mid to late, 2000s you see them get more pc or whatever yeah so yeah. like i think about sean and if he if he grows naturally can he does he grow up enough in time for that like does he miss it or whatever because <laughs> you know like i think you made a great point maybe it catches up with him in the internet not that at that point um like the wwe can't ignore it like the internet makes noise and it's not as close to where it is now but back then they were like oh okay it's not just like you know some people. Yeah know some randos on a, on a couch you know just like slouch like the guy from south park on a message <laughs> board or whatever it's nothing like that these are like people who are affecting our bottom line like right. and i know this because i know people who were like have, had bought shares in wwe back when we were in like middle school and stuff like that like people who are fan fans so like these people were affecting them so like what do you guys think like would he have grown uh into it like what do you have been like kind of like a, a randy orton slash triple h where he he finds different ways to stick around? i think what
2: happens which would have been interesting because i think what you would have had is that like him and triple h would have had to of course separate but almost like follow similar paths where i think you would have had to have given sean michaels maybe not an understudy but like someone who like could balance could anchor him in modern times because like triple h had evolution and then he had all these feuds with like johnson to anchor him into like even if you knew triple h from like you know, Hunter herbst Helmsley days, you now know him as the game, King of Kings, because of all these feuds he's having now. I yeah. think Shawn Michaels would have needed someone, it could have even been like a Eddie Guerrero, where it's like, this is the feud that anchors him in the two thousands, or you have someone coming up underneath him like obviously like there's the Hardy Boys, that's the thing. But like, if maybe Jeff goes, when he goes single, Sean is like in his corner, just like talking to him. Just like, you know, like, I've been there before. I understand what's like being an underdog. And like, that's kind of their thing where like, it's kind of like a father-son dynamic then, you know, Sean turns on him because of the spotlight. And like, that is their thing. Mm. I think that's really what Sean would have needed. Because like I said, I think, what happens a lot of times with Sean is that, like, he comes back, gets a pop. It's, like, cool to see him there. But then he starts talking and gets kind of, like, disconnected from, like, what's actually going Because even with some of the NXT stuff, like, you watch the pre-show, and it's, like, have you ever actually watched NXT? It's, like, I know you know who Adam Cole is, but, like, have you actually, like, watched him wrestle? Because what you're talking about is not related to what he does. And so I think that's what would have had to happen in, like, real time is that, like, He would have stayed around because he had this compelling story and then, like you said, he probably would have left and then, you know, done like a, you know, Legends tour where he'll come back every now and again. And like, I know he says he doesn't do that now, but like with the Saudi show, like you kind of showed, played your hand about what it you do have any price. It's probably a lot of money, but you have a price. So like you will come back and so it's just been a matter of figuring out like okay so we do we we run back triple h michaels one more time we run back randy michaels you know we throw him in there with brian or my personal favorite cole who i think is everything hbk can do but more personally that's just my opinion yeah,
0: um I'm, I'm thinking about hbk's career like from what i watched, i saw him hold one world title and it wasn't even that long he was a champion with john cena when they were about to feud for the wwe title at wrestlemania 23 i believe they fought at like sean wasn't really holding belts so you know him him picking up titles in this last 15 20 years clearly wasn't what they were trying to do but i'm trying to think of like feuds he had that were really
2: they faced the Spirit Squad a lot.
0: Yeah. Like I was looking bro. at some of his matches. There was like a year span where him and
2: Tribulation bro. had a lot of matches with the Spirit Squad. It was weird. I remember it getting, I was like, this is weird. Okay, now yeah. this is weird. It's like the fifth time you face <laughs> It's not entertaining.
0: Yeah. So I, like, I think, and, you know, I'm thinking like he had the, the Jericho feud that I, I referred to already, the Batista feud, the Undertaker feud for two years. Um the JBL feud, which was cool and uh, JBL put a bounty on his head or something like that. Oh no, it was uh he was working for JBL, um the Cena feud for the title, obviously. Uh but like I'm trying to think, like, and I really enjoyed Sean's work, but I can't think of any uh, any feuds that really were like when I look back on the last decade, two decades of wrestling, like Sean doesn't pop up in my head aside from Undertaker as feuds that he had. So it's like, damn, did this time off in the Attitude Era slash Ruth's aggression when his back was hurting? Like, is, was that a benefit? Like, w- would he have fit? Was there anything that he would have been able to do then that he hasn't done, like, beyond then? Like, was there anything interesting for him to do? Like, I'm really trying to think because this is my personal experience as well. Again, like, right. Sean was just an interesting tweener for me.
2: Um, I think, with his per, I think with Sean, kind of like you see with a lot of this bread stuff, I think what, and this is again a Twitter push thing as well, like what would have probably happened is that to keep Sean relevant, there would have probably been some backstage heat with like a real live feud that like people picked up on. It would be like, oh, like, Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles just really do not get along. Like they really like hate each other. And then that is why he's still relevant. Cause I feel like with a lot of his feud, even with like Diesel and like some of the NWO stuff, a lot of what is interesting about the feud is like the real life stuff. Like you said, like, oh, he's really about to retire. Like that's part of why this is interesting. Or like, oh, him and Bret really just don't like each other. Or like Scott Hall is really about to go to WCW. And like, so what makes it interesting is like, the real world implications so i think that's kind of what sean would have had to bring in because his character is so larger than life it's hard to like ground it in like because i I think i think it's the mass man show another podcast was too about wrestling but like part of the stories is that you kind of have to explain why even if it's like the undertaker and kane supposedly like a zombie warrior and a demon from hell why did these two people decide to like handle their differences inside of a wrestling ring? Like what, what, what is the reason that they're actually like physically like fighting about it and not like battling on the seventh realm of like the, you know, the star or something. Um, and so that would have been Shawn Michaels thing is that like, yeah, he actually hates this person. And that's why they're wrestling because like, yeah, it's, it's funny that like he feels disrespected. He's the heartbreak kid, whatever, but no, it really is like, Oh him, they just don't get along. And that's why it's interesting that they're about to fight. And you know what I'm starting
1: to realize? Like, both of you guys, like, things that you have said have brought me to this point. I think what makes Shawn Michaels interesting is his opponent. Um, okay. Like, his – and not to say that, like, Shawn Michaels isn't interesting at all. It's just that, like – and sometimes he'll outshine the opponent, you know, if the opponent is good or whatever. It's just that, like, his greatness, it needs to be brought out by a good compliment. He's and good. I think – um, Shannon have made a uh, good suggestion that I personally wanted to see. And I was looking this up to see, you know, if they had ever had, you know, any matches or anything like that. And I don't think they have. If I if I missed it, then any historians, please forgive me. But um Eddie and Sean would have been so great over a long period a of time a lot of juice man that's a lot of juice that I'm match boy juice. man that's that all that like like with Eddie's ability to just like because with Eddie's, Eddie's ability to uh, to piss people off like he was so good at playing the character I was like oh no you can do this in real life like I know you can do this in real life and then like if he and I feel like Eddie um Cause I, I like I've gone back and I've you know just like listened to some stuff that people have to say about how he was as a wrestler, how dedicated he was, and how much he was dedicated to like character and like all the things he knew and he would like teach people and how like wise he was with stuff like that, and how much he would um he would be kind of like a coach at times or whatever. I can imagine if Eddie really wanted that thing with Sean, like if Eddie got a chance to you know be have a rivalry with Sean and wanted that to be a thing, Eddie might have just pissed him off in real life just to get some good reaction and in the, in the, and think about how oh my gosh like that's and another uh man that would have been amazing that's just like something I, I just wish could have happened um again I repeat it, guy Eddie um and a, another one I think is what we didn't get to see and I think this kind of kept this honestly Triple H still plays into this now um with Stephanie or whatever so we never got to see Sean have a like like get really tumultuous and like long, long and like different kind of like phases of a relationship with Vince the same way that Triple H got that. Yeah. Like, because there was a point point, um, and I had forgot about this until I had like looked back into it where after sean broke his back he kind of couldn't stay away and a couple months after like he was already off he like uh, i think it was like november of like 99 or whatever he just came and sat you know with the commentator and i was i remember watching the episode recently and i was like oh i wonder if he's going to do anything and he was really just talking the whole time and i was like man this guy misses it or whatever and then like so much so that at one point he was like you know the com- the corporate commissioner he was like in the corporation or whatever oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, and
2: commissioner. I am.
1: yeah. exactly and like and i think about that and i'm like if sean was wrestling that would have never happened like no. that there's no way that would have never happened and imagine how different the relationship would have been because like Vince, at that time, too, his ego was growing crazy. So I think about a Sean with a crazy ego. And if you translate that to on screen, oh, my gosh, like, what do you get? Because, like, we know some of the best promos are, like, kind of shoots or whatever. So, like, man, like, that that just would have been amazing. So I just think about stuff like that, Um, how great that would have been. That, and and-
0: think about it, too. Like, we got the Vince-Sean feud in, like, 06 when it was Sean and God versus Vince and Shane. Like, imagine doing that earlier. Upper <laughs> Sean, a younger Shane, you don't need God. You could do Sean and whoever. Like that probably would be nuts.
1: Because of all the people that like Vince had involved, like once his ego got got crazy, he was just messing with everybody in the company. So like kind of Sean being interweaved with that, like Triple H was like Triple H bumped heads with like not bumped heads backstage, but bumped heads as a character on screen with a lot of people just being a part of that McMahon Helmsley uh faction. Like, yeah. just being that put him in a lot of places. If Sean stays, maybe he also develops a relationship with, uh, with McMahon. You corporate Sean, other- corporate Michaels, I like it. Man, it would be <laughs> yeah. crazy. Or, like, you know, going completely, like, he finds, like, a new character. Like, I, I think about these things because I'm thinking, like, you guys did make some good points. He's, he's not great at not being a heel. I think part of that reason is because he doesn't lean into enough on screen. I don't think he leans into enough the sadness of, you know, like of his real life or whatever. Because he that's alludes true. to it that's and then he's true. like, yeah. you know, things that happen to me, sad face or whatever. It's like, no, get into it. Like say, you know, talk about it. Because when he does make the sad faces, I'm like, that's a good sad face. I just don't care. About that sad face, because there's nothing attached to it or whatever. But if there was, maybe that's good. Or uh, another possibility I'm thinking of is there is like a third character out there that we don't know. You know that he develops or whatever. Like because if you look at somebody like Triple H, Triple H has gotten to the point now where he gets in the ring and I don't know whose side he's gonna be on. Because <laughs> like that's just and like you know Edge developed that at one point, Randy Orton's got that now, and that's why I like like watching him because I'm just like I don't know who this thing is like who's he gonna. RKO, I don't know. And why does he have a problem with him? And then, like, when it starts out, I'm like, why do you even have a problem with him? And then he cuts a fire promo, and I'm like, wow, that was a really good reason. Like, so you know, who knows? Like, maybe Sean like can evolve into something like that. But who knows? That's like high hopes kind of stuff. Like, speaking speaking of like high hopes and like what didn't happen, we know what did happen. What did happen is Triple H happened. (laughs) Like Triple H really, really happened. If Sean stays, how big is Triple H? Like how big does he really get? Do you think he guys do you, do you guys do you think he guys? Do you guys think he gets that big? Like, because a lot happened and a lot happened because there was no one else there. Like the rock was the rock was so much in his own lane that, you know, like you could have the rock, you know, be great at the same time that the game was developing and becoming the game and doing all these amazing things at the same time. Cause he was just his own entity. Like the rock was on the level where it was just like an undertaker and a mankind where it's just like, it doesn't like nothing that's happening around this matters. They're going to just be, but with triple H, you know, he came out, you know, there's, you know, this open field here. There's nobody there anymore. Sean's gone. What would happen? Do you guys think if Sean was still there, does he still want the belts? Does he still, does he try to really push Triple H? Because if you think about it, when you think about if you, I've been going back and watching this, like the relationship with Sean and Triple H back then is like, I see Sean is like, and, and especially thinking about everything that that happened before then. And, you know, just the, the, uh, um, the Montreal screw job. Sean's not a person who seems like he's like willing to like, get out of the way for other people <laughs> That's just not... <laughs> no. so like if you think about triple h and like what he becomes i imagine like a lot of what he learned and like apply came from like sean which is i can like looking back on it now i see it or whatever but like can you have that happen at the same time like who loses like is there a world with triple h wins like seeing how how like how much range triple h has now you know it's know could he could he win what would that look like what does the rivalry look uh rivalry look like now you know what do you guys think
0: what do you think
2: chan i think and i really don't be the to rag on sean michaels guy that's really not how i am most wednesdays that's usually i think i say for saturdays but i think sean michaels ends up becoming like You know how in, like, BET movies, there's, like, the kid who's going to make it out the hood. Then there's a kid who's, like, really his friend, but, like, is really a little too deep in the drug game. And it's like, I know that's your boy, but you got to cut him loose. I think that's what ends up happening with Sean and Triple H. Because I don't think it's a scenario where – I don't think Sean overshadows Triple H. But it's like as soon as Triple H is about to, like, really bubble up, he has this kind of anger where it's like – Sean's like, don't forget about me. Because, like I said, I don't think it'll be an issue of – sean's the guy the issue is that you know triple h is almost like leaving him and because i just looked it up sean won the wwf slash we title four times he was a five-time tag team and a three-time intercontinental so like you said he's not in the big title picture that often and so most likely his rivalries are going to be like character story driven yeah. which every fourth time has to be triple h and so that means when triple h is trying to bubble up oh it's michael's hey i kind of need you to Few with me so I can stay hot and I think that's what ends up happening in Triple H is that like he never gets to ascend because he's always kind of having not carry Sean because it's his friend like he's famous in his own right but like there's this kind of never-ending saga that like you do need a little bit of that space for it to be like oh yeah like Triple H he was kind of more quiet but like now that he's getting to do more stuff he's the king of kings he has like Stephanie as his heater now who like is propping him up not to say Sean didn't but like there was a little bit of like again like I said I always quote things in movies where it's like kid trying to make it out the hood then there's a kid who's like a bad influence but he's real popping in the hood the hood loves sean but like hunter is like cool but like he's really got bigger dreams but so like when they're in the hood everyone's like oh sean's here da da but it's like hunter has bigger aspirations but he can never get out the hood because in the hood sean's the big deal but once he gets away from sean he gets to campus people are like oh like hunter's cool who is sean and he becomes in the big man i think that's what you need triple h to do you need triple h to have understudies. You need Triple H to have fuse against people where he's trying to build up to them. If he's always like having a back and forth with Sean, you don't have the development in my opinion. I like that. Cool. Also, I was just picturing you pitch that to Netflix, that movie to
1: Netflix as you were talking. About. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was like, I was like, hmm, wow. Okay, I wonder if they're going to, Dave, what
0: do you think? <laughs> we do it all. We don't do, do just wrestling. But I guess for me, just as someone who has very limited, I guess I want to pose a question to y'all because A lot of interesting points have come up like, do you guys feel like this time period that Sean was hurt? Do you feel like the WWE was missing him? Do you feel like the WWE would have been better with him there? Or do you think like, it was it was cool? It was, it was all good. Like, well, what's you guys take on it? Looking back?
1: It transition is something better, and I think it's because they have fewer personalities like Shawn Michaels around. When you don't have a Hulk Hogan, a Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Razor Ramon, and, like, you don't have all those big people, those big-headed people in your your uh, your company and all the other people who are developing egos or might already have them or whatever don't have the accolades yet, so they're not willing to, you know, kind of, like, jeopardize themselves because they're chasing after these things so they can become these legends or whatever at that point everybody's on your side like you've got all these hungry people hence the you know what develops into the ruthless aggression era era like all these hungry people or whatever and no one's who's trying no one who's trying to just sit around and be like you know I need to you know no no real divas you know uh, whatever and now that all those people are gone too like it's very clear that Undertaker runs this locker room and Undertaker's right there with Vince so everybody's going to be with Vince so I, I think yeah to answer that question I think Sean being not like Sean not being there helped actually it helped create what we see now it was just one person I think who would have been more in the way than helping but then again
2: that's me predicting without knowing how somebody's gonna really grow I think it forces growth like you said when you don't have you don't have people who like logistically who are like oh I won't work with this guy I won't drop the title to this guy you don't have that on the logistics side but then just like mentally you have it where it's like hey wwf is not going out of business so one of y'all have to step up like i don't care who it is but somebody will have to get this main event because we're not shutting down and so it forces that and i think on the flip side of that to sean's credit and i always think of this specific moment because it's on twitter all the time this the switching music before rick flair where he's like i'm sorry i love you and then does it i think if he could encapsulate that heart and leave some of the break kid I think that is what would have had more longevity, WWE, because wow, you is... just barred them up. You know, I, I... say it again. Now, nah, run that back, run that back, I think, smack. Isolate the heart and leave out the break kid. Come on, because I think there is a very earnest character, like you were saying, when he talks about his life and like yeah. finding God, or even like when he talks just about like his relationship with Triple H. Like there's some stuff that's like just 100% earnest or like the click that like, you could tell like he genuinely cares about these people, he cares about wrestling, he cares about like, no, Ric Flair is my friend. And like, on some level this is a story, but I'm sorry that like this is his last match because he loves this, I love him, and I'm sorry I have to do this to him, but like this is how it goes. I think if he could almost like, be have become more of an avatar for, as a babyface again as a heel when he's a dick and like i'm just the shit that's yeah. great but when as a babyface being like i'm an avatar for almost like wrestling like i'm here for the love of the game Ooh. and like you're disrupting that that's what bothers me said so, like i'm here for the legends and like for the real relationship and like you think this is just like like him against randy or be like you're here because your dad like you don't i know your dad i like was really on the grind with him like he loves this. you don't love this the way we love this i think if he would encapsulate more of that that would have been what gave him the ability to stick around. Because that, while the Ruthless Aggression era is great, sometimes, and even now, I love wrestling now, that's sometimes what you miss is, like, the real, like, oh, this, like, meant a lot to these two people. Like, this match was, like, meant, it's like when, like, Tommaso Ciampa come back with Gargano. It's like, yeah, I know y'all supposed to be hating each other, but I know within day that y'all are really boys. And, like, the fact that y'all can really just, like, get it out of you and, like, really, that's, like, what it is, like, because to me, wrestling at the end of the day is, like, a, a superhero story. It's the charm of good over evil. evil It's about, like, just yeah. a Shakespearean mm-hmm. very base level, like, a story. And yep. I think Sean was good at that.
0: I'll and say, think- thinking back, I kind of wish Sean's going out trip he took after losing the Undertaker. Undertaker. Part of me wishes he might have had one more run with Triple H, like, him and Triple H, their last match against each other, I think, was, like, 2003, 2004, before, you know, um, Triple H lost to Benoit and then again lost to Batista. Like, I don't – Triple H and Shawn didn't have any matches after 2004 with one another. So, I think his his going out trip, just with everything you said, like, I think solidifying the, that heel status because – Triple H, to me, looking at his last run in, in WWE, he was used to put people over. Like Jeff Hardy, that rivalry he had with Jeff Hardy. Or the Brock Lesnar matches, where Brock Lesnar beat him twice. You know, like Triple H is really used to put people over. And even Sean at his veteran status, like, because I, I never felt like he really got that babyface moment where he could really prosper. Like, looking back, is going out even if the the matches Undertaker were legendary. I think something with Triple H that was more personal, where you could feel that heart, not not the heartbreak, just the heart of him. I think that would have been cool because Triple H plays a great heel. Like Triple H brings so much out of people who he's antagonizing and he is established to be evil with. So like I think that that would have been really cool. But again, I'm someone looking back a long time ago, a young boy, so. You know, take, I think we get one no, more. These are all good ideas, man. I yeah, think we get one ideas. more Triple H, HBK match.
2: I like, part of this is just, again, fantasy booking what we do, but part of it is like, I just have this feeling that like, having spent a long time of my life watching what Vince McMahon does, that like, when crowds come back, he's gonna like, when I, like, emptying the clip isn't even a strong enough phrase. Like it's not even really like, it doesn't do it, just, this man is going to like, drop nuclear bombs on people, in my opinion. And I could see him just being like, yeah, anything that like you thought could happen, this first like crowd mania, I need everything. Like I need, I need it to be two nights, just all main events. Just any crazy match you could think of, like rock B- rock Roman. I need Triple H HBK, I need Undertaker Sting. I need Goldberg versus I don't fucking know Matt Britt. Like I think he's gonna truly just like do anything he can do. Just because like the AEW crowd has gotten a little loud. They've got a little big chested. And I don't think Vince <laughs> likes that. And so I think once he has the ability to really flex his crowd, like, oh, when I get into my duffel, I know you got Cody, you got Brian Cage and that's cute. But when I really get into my duffel, (laughs) like skeletons of niggas who owe me favors, like, because I know it's Vince got people who owe him favors. Like, you can't tell me that Vince don't got some dirt on the rock because whenever Vince needs the rock, the rock says, I'm here. Have you ever, do you listen to the way he talks Talks about about the I'm like, bro,
1: I've never heard a grown man talk so positively about Like, I've listened, I've had to lie for my niggas before <laughs> to their girls. I haven't even talked to them like th- about <laughs> no. them like that. The Rock, like, I'm like, mm, I don't know. And then, like, some, I think about you. it now. Too. Yeah, because I think about I'm like, bro, nah, because I think about your attitude back then and how you was talking and how you are now or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, you was a dog, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, was dog. He
2: got some backstage footage, like, and that's you, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, if you ever want to get buck, I have this. I have copies. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. But like, and I think
1: about that too. I think about like it's funny that you said that because I think about it, and I just like when I saw the first, the literal first thing I saw when I saw the news about the rocks and X, the rock and X, XFL was, oh shit, what Vince? Okay, oh, mm. I'm
2: back. Mm. How does he think is wrestling, bro? It's all work. <laughs> this is all a work. We're being worked. He's working ESPN right now. This is the level Vince McMahon works he, at. He really is. He's working ESPN right now. Wow. You said, You think I didn't know that? You think I didn't call up HBO Ballers last year and say, Hey, how to rock <laughs> by the XFL? I'll start it for you. Rock and buy it. I'm here. Y'all not on my left. <laughs> you don't understand. This, this is crazy. The Raw is. is the longest running television show on in history yeah for, that people true. don't give this enough credit like y'all don't even watch the news as much as people watch raw like that is, that is true. for what for all the best of it i'm not saying this is a good person i'm not saying anything i'm just saying like people really sleep on like what he's truly done he has three television shows every week no yeah. what like three three every week. live every, every week, week. <laughs> and they are hours long out three hours long that's and like see, live
0: seven hour plus hours of programming every that's week Not including dark matches that's not including all the like really? there's a lot there's more that goes into the two hours that we watch
2: yeah bro all the like charity work they do alone that looks like a, jo- a job job oh my yeah, god or just logistics wise like sometimes you'll just look at like sets and be like somebody built bro so i just put this together they were in detroit last week now they're in columbus today and they just built this like
0: all of all of that to say we got into some really interesting discussions on the heartbreak kid the hurt back kid hbk and for me it doesn't feel like we've read i I hadn't like again someone looking back like it's it's really interesting to gauge like what the times would have been like if he was there if he was not was there i think we got a lot of stars that were able to rise up as a result of him not being there. But perhaps he would have been able to accomplish more had he not hurt his back as well. So I think this would be a really interesting topic for the people to uh, to uh, kind of get in on. What do you guys think? If you have any final thoughts?
1: Um, so, oh, sorry, my fault. Go ahead, King. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you have that, son.
2: I was gonna talk a little bit of trash about Shawn Michaels then. So um what I would say is that I think Shawn Michaels in aggregate is better as a tag. Um I think he's better with big men with long hair. Shout out to Diesel, shout out to Triple H. Shout out to Drew McIntyre in the future. Just playing that there. Got the claymore, got the sweet chain music. I can see it. Um I think one thing again I will say about Shantae's credit is that, like I said, some of those like matches triple H, the elimination chamber match, like if you're really looking for somebody to take some punishment and then bounce back and win, man, that's who you want to see when someone he's tuning up that band. It's like, Oh yeah, this is going to connect. Cause this is before people super kicked all the time too. Yeah. That's another thing. Like people have super kick as a transition move now. So it's like, doesn't impact you as much, but like when he was doing it, it was, that was the end of the show. Um, and so I do think that he has a lot going for him. If you really like, like, that kind of wrestling, that very dramatic Hulk Hogan, like, I'm hoking up, it's really good to watch. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, it's better when he's a bad guy. It's better when he's pour a beer on him, and he's, like, flicking it off his hair, or, like, he's just, like, he, like, he turns heel, like, his heel turns are very, like, dramatic. It's always, like, I turn heel, and now I'm, like, crazy. Like, I'm, like, not, have no emotions on my face. Like, I, I super kicked Triple H out the ring, and John Cena's, like, stunned. So, those are always good. But, like I said, it would have been better if I had a little bit more heart. That's all I asked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I
1: agree. I agree. Uh and like the, your point about the super kicks, my childhood can't won't allow me to like to enjoy anybody super kicking anymore. Because I look at it, I'm just like, You are wasting it. You're it. I'm like the the child inside <laughs> sure. of me is like Yeah, I'm like he's first in that get up
2: inside. I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm trying to get talk, rid talk of about, that. Take about <laughs> power bombs too. Whenever someone <laughs> power bombs, I'm like, No, well, this is the end of the match now.
1: When Keith Lee did the the spirit bomb, I was like, if somebody that large did that to me, I don't know if I'd wake up. So I don't. What is this? Like people are kicking out of it. Like, but no. But um, yeah. No, I I really like uh, I really like Sean. And the the cool thing is, like, he was only gone four years, so the what if isn't like that big of a gap because he was also like around too. Like it wasn't like he was like you know completely gone like somewhere where you can't see. It's just that the fans didn't see him. He was there. You know, he was around. So like. You know who knows? Maybe there's some stuff that like he called and some people who are in certain places that are because of him. Like who who knows? Like that'd be some cool stuff to speculate. Like speculating, you know, what Sean might have you know been influencing in the background. But you know, like um, he was like the first wrestler for me that um I intimidated. I have a, a picture um at my cousin's house when we were in like richmond va or whatever and like that's the only pose I, i'm doing like a wrestler pose and it's the this heartbreak kid like because right there it was just like oh no i had to you know we had to put on for the skinny niggas one time you know but yeah no uh you yeah, know as my guy i just uh it, it would have been interesting to see how different it would have gone i'm gonna just think
0: about that hey man that's a that's a great point to stop i think hbk is a legendary uh obviously a legendary performer mr wrestlemania the icon, someone who we can never not talk about if we uh, talk WWE. So that's Rewriters Room, episode two. Shout out once again to RNC, the A Show Network. Check out the A Show, check out War Report, check out Spot Callers. We will be back. Our next episode is gonna be real, real fun. We'll be talking about one of the GOATs of our generation of the ruthless aggression era and beyond. Yeah, I might be able to figure that out, but uh, it should be a pretty fun time. So for myself, CeCe and Chan, Rewriter's Room, we
1: out of here.